Um, right, we're just going to talk shite. Sounds good to me. So today, yeah. on the Tim Manor podcast show, we've got my mate, Nick Phillips from Love Fitness Studios. Nick, if people don't know what Love Fitness Studios is, let them know what Love Fitness Studios is. Love Fitness Studios is, it's for me, it's a way of life. For me, it's, it's so much more than fitness. Fitness, I know we love fitness studios, but the fitness side of it is like 5% of what we do. It's all about the way you feel. It's all about um, the mental state. Uh, we're an online platform at the minute. The dream is to have physical studios eventually. Um, but what we're trying to build a, a tribe, an army of people that just want to feel a little bit better. And that's what it is. I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, been in the industry for about 15 years now. I so t- talk to me about when, let's talk about little Nick Phillips. Little Nick Phillips. And he was at school. Little fat Nick Phillips. Right, okay, let, let, talk to me about him like and yeah. where he was. So um, little Nick Phillips struggled with weight all my life. Um, don't know what's gone on there really. I don't know because my brother's shredded. So I, my brother's a year older than me, never had an ounce of fat on him. And for some reason, I don't know if it's earlier on um, in my life, my dad, my real biological dad just fucked off basically. Told my mum, um, he was going on business and he fucked off to a different country and never came back, never seen us. Me, I was three, Christine was four. Um, and I've always found comfort in food, I think. So I've always struggled with weight, do you know what I mean? I've always battled with weight. I was the kid that would get a fiver instead of going spending it on stickers or something like that, toys, I'd go to the shop and buy five pounds worth of sweets and eat them on the way home. So it was just one of these. I wasn't obese, I wasn't like huge. I'd just always been a big lad. So it was more kind of comfy, but you didn't know why. I didn't know why, and I still struggle with it to, to, today, do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, massively, massively, and that's going back to that Love Fitness Studio. Yeah, yeah. I understand it's more than just yeah. standing on a treadmill and running. There's so much more to it. Um, so, yes, through school, I battled, never had a girlfriend. I don't, I'm not, not looking for the old poor me, you know what I mean? I was a popular kid, I, was, I, was, I had a great childhood. So you weren't getting bullied for your weight never or anything? Never been bullied But underneath life. that, there was an underlying thing where you were, weren't comfortable in your own skin, like? Never, never, never as a, as a youngster. But I just got on with it, I was Spud. My nickname was Spud, yeah. do you know what I mean? I don't know if that was after potato or ganja, do you know, yeah, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? One of the two. Um, but yeah, I, I just I was the fun kid. Do you know what I mean? I was the one that just always had a laugh and, and just very popular as a kid. So at school, what did yeah. you what did you want to do? Work at the airport. What do you mean? <laughs> I wanted to work at the airport. So I I uh, my my stepdad um, who I class as my real dad, yeah. Doctor Phillips, had a surgery just close to your office here. Um, his his sister worked for BA. She was one of the head air hostesses at. Um, on Concord, so she was really high up at BA. So when everyone's doing their school um, job, you know, when they go off and do a uh, job, what's it called? What's it called when you go and do, you, like you go off and do a work for, yeah, work, like experience, work experience, yeah. work experience for two weeks. I went to the airport and did it with BA. So all my mates are doing it down at the Chippy and all sorts of different like crap places, hairdressers and stuff like that. And I went to British Airways and did it with them, flew to Germany one day, come back. So my heart was set on working at the airport. Doing what at the airport? Anything. I just wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to start off as a baggage handler and then I wanted to work my way up to become what it's called as a dispatcher. So you dispatch the aeroplanes. You tell the, you're speaking to the, the pilot telling him to, to, to basically everything's all right on the plane. So that was what I wanted to do as a, as a child. Uh-huh. Then when I got into working, um, 16, 17, started looking for jobs around the airport. I went doing packing food. Um, and I hated it. <laughs> I realised I absolutely hated it. So that was it, my dream. I, I didn't want to do that. So then I got into joinery. I did joinery for a bit after that. Did time serve joinery, worked there. Um, worked for a really, really strict guy. He was an ex, um, he was an ex-Israeli soldier. So he was ruthless. He was, a, he was an horrible person to work for. But he taught me rules. He taught me don't ever be late. One it's time routines. I... Yeah, he taught me, like, he drilled it into me. I worked with him for four years. It's probably the best thing I ever did because he taught me everything. I remember one time I'd been out with my cousin on a Tuesday night and we'd been out and been to the pub and we got leathered and we had a bit of, yeah. bit of coke. Yeah. And the next day I had to be in work. It was a pissing down day. 
and I turned up 10 minutes late and he literally turned up, he started driving his van, buggered off in his van and I had to run down the road to catch him up, jumped in and he, he put me on a roof all day and he said, don't you ever, ever be late for another person again. And since that day, I've never been late for a person. Do you know what I mean? A lot to be said about that, isn't there? A lot to be said. He was ruthless. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I did four years. So I wanted to work at the airport, realised that wasn't the, the path I went on. Um, went into joinery. Absolutely loved it. Do you know what I mean? Tough, really tough industry to be in. Um, and yeah, that's where it got me up to there. So joinery, what happened? Have you gone from joinery into... What was the switch from joinery into fitness? Fitness. Um, so I was working on site, so I did it. So Steve, who was my old boss, Steve Newman, um, he, he went off to move to New Zealand. So then I went working on sites, building sites, uh, being a joiner, fitting doors, doing all this sort of stuff. And I just, yeah, I got on sites and it just wasn't, I wasn't, that wasn't not what I wanted to do. Do you know what I mean? I did, I did, I, I got on, I wasn't comfortable. I was going, I was sort of dragging my feet when I was getting to jobs. And then we had a massive big hit on the building sites where there wasn't loads of work. And I'd got into fitness a little bit before then, but I'd done it the wrong way. I'd done it by starving myself. Do you know what I mean? I got interested in girls. I wanted to get myself a girl. I'd seen a girl in Leeds that I became friendly with, and I thought, she's never going to look at me. So I started starving myself. I started getting into fitness being like extreme. Everything I've done, I've done extreme. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I stopped eating, and then I'd go to the treadmill, I'd go to the gym and smash out cardio for like two hours. Mm necking diet pills, you know what I mean? Having fags to, to, to stop me from, from eating. Um, but I, I felt comfortable in the gym. I felt like I wanted to be in the gym all the time. So I remember one day I was going on a building site over in South Manchester and I went to the gym before and I just thought, I want to be in here. I want to be in the gym. I don't, I don't want to be on a building site. Mm. Problem is I've got dyslexia. Problem is that I can't read and write still to this day. Do you know what I mean? I struggle with that. So I thought there's no way I'm going to be able to go and learn about the body if I can't read and write. I thought, and I spoke to my parents, you know what I mean? And I was like, I really want to do this. I want to become a personal trainer. I'm talking 15 years ago. There's no personal trainers there around then. Do you know what I mean? There was one or two in a gym, that was it. It's like nowadays, everyone's a bloody personal trainer, aren't they? Yeah. But I made a phone call to, um, I made a phone call to a company called Premier. I think it's the same Yeah, I know Premier, yeah, yeah. You know Premier, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I rang them up. I said, look, I've got severe dyslexia. I struggle reading, writing. I really want to be a personal trainer. I know I can make a good personal trainer. I've got this fire in my belly that I wanted to do it. Um, but I'll struggle with the exams. And they said, don't worry about it. Come down and we'll, we'll have a chat about it. Um, and we'll get you sorted. And that was it. That, that, how, that was... how did they get you sorted? What, what... Hard, hard work. I partnered up with... Um, so on the first day when you rack up at college, um, which it wasn't this two-day course. It was a full six-week course that you had to quit everything else. You had to go and learn. You had to be there at eight o'clock in the morning, stay till five. It was a proper intense course. And I got, um, I sat down um, on the first morning and I got um, next to a guy called Anthony, who's got a gym um, over in South Manchester. Um, and we got Pally and he's very bright, bright. So he helped me, do you know what I mean? And then the instructor, uh, sorry, the, the teacher, Doug, was brilliant as well. He, he took time with me. He helped me. He knew I had that passion to become a personal trainer. What was, so obviously, when you've started first going to the gym and everybody gets stuck into this stigma of, I'm basically going to the gym, not for my health, but because I want to impress other people and I'm put, kind of putting a mask on. Yeah. What was that shift from you doing that into, I want to be a personal trainer? Why did you want to be a personal trainer at that time? Obviously, it might have changed... But what was the reason for it? Have you still got this little fat kid in your head kind of going, look, you know, being in the gym, going to impress more girls at that time? No, what, none what, of that. What was it? I love fitness. I did I did love fitness. I loved being in the gym. I loved coaching people. I loved being... I, before I got qualified, I'd lost a load of weight. I got myself looking great by starving myself, having diet pills, but I'd lost loads of weight. I was like, you look great, you look great. So then I'd start learning um, from magazines, men's health, books, Arnold Schwarzenegger books, how to lift weights. Then I'd start teaching my mates, come on, we'll go to the gym, I'm gonna show you these new exercises. I loved it. There was something in my, in my, yeah, in my heart, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I could feel it, this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, and that was it, when, I think that, that was the switch when I was, on, when I was going onto the building site. So I was thinking, I want, to, I want to be training my mates in the gym, do you know what I mean? So I feel like it was never for girls as in, 
it was a never vanity thing. It was more to help people for me. It was more, I enjoy sharing tips, sharing different workouts, different routines, helping people, do you know what I mean? Helping my mates get a little bit stronger, having that little bit of a, a buzz around the gym. It's just such a, a positive place for me to be in is a, is a gym. And I think that was the, the massive change that made me realize, right, this is my path that I need to be on. And I'm talking 18, 19. Yeah. That's what age when I realized that I want to be in a gym. So how did you, with dyslexia then, how did you pass the course then? Obviously, you got written exams and that kind of thing. How did they get around that for you? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. Right. I don't know. I honestly don't know because I genuinely do feel, and I don't want anyone to get into any trouble at all for this, but I genuinely do feel Doug, I connected with Doug, my own instructor, yeah. that I know, knew from us, I get myself very stressed out in the exams and tests. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I, I'll sit in an exam, GCSEs didn't get one zero GS, GCSE, struggled yeah. all the way through my school. Do you know what I mean? I just thought, it's not a waste of time, I enjoy my time at school, but exams for me just do not work. And I'm having a similar problem with a six-year-old. He's not ac academic at all. He's struggling with reading and writing. I think he's gonna struggle. Um, so when it got to the exams with the personal training, I literally was just writing what I can. There was no sort of help and stuff, but he, Doug would get me in by myself and ask me the questions again. Right. Then I'd, I'd, I'd answer him and he would write them that way. Right, so. And they said, you've passed, do you know what I mean? Like each exam, but yeah. he knew. It's, well, it is. It's like you writing it down. You're just communicating to him, and he's writing it down for you. Exactly. Because just could... um, for my thing, Nick, and I don't yeah. know, being a little bit like well, dyslexia. How does that affect your mind? Then how does that actually? Because I kind of know dyslexia from a certain level, where obviously yeah. you're reading something and the, the, the letters get jumbled up. How do, how does that work then? That doesn't happen to me. That right. doesn't happen. People say, "Oh, can you see? Uh, looking at your thing, can you see yeah. M before the T? None of that." I just can't do it. Right. I've tried everything. Do you know what I mean? I've tried. I like. I look at stuff, and like even with Max's six-year-old books now, mm. I'll have to like look over them and look over them again till it makes sense. It, yeah, there's all different types of dyslexia. Do you know what I mean? But for me, it's just I look at words and I look and look and look, and I just I won't understand. I won't read them. I won't understand what they mean. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's a horrible thing to deal with, but. It, it makes you shine in other areas. I've had to learn to deal with it. I've had to learn that. Communicate in other ways. Communicate, yeah. iPhones have been yeah. the best things I taught. You might see yeah, from yeah, some yeah. of my texts are all over the place, but yeah. I talk into my phone, audio books. I make a habit of reading one audio book every day, uh, sorry, every week, because I've had that such, such a first half of my life or whatever, 20, 25 years of not reading that I'm on catch up now. Every book, I'm like, what book are you listening to? What book are you reading? I'll, I'll, I'll put one on, I'll just listen to it. I've just been listening to one on the way to you. Do you know what I mean? So now I've found with modern technology, it's, it's allowing me to, to, to enjoy books. Do you know what I mean? I can, I can talk to my phone and then I'll put it on an app on, and it says read it, so I'll read it back to myself. All these, but I never had that as a kid. When you were a kid, was yeah. actually dyslexia a thing? Where they, or, or were you struggling with, I didn't, I just it weren't going in there where you were kind of stressing yourself or did somebody say oh Nick you've got dyslexia they, they, they told me I got dyslexia when I got into high school and right. I had to have a teacher sat with me constantly right so all the way through school if you can imagine you're there trying to yeah. fit in with the cool kids or whatever and I've got a, um, a special needs teacher sat next to me yeah. I went into special needs classrooms which was a tiny little root class shoved in the back of the school somewhere where you had to go and you had to so yeah, that was that was that was a strange one. I don't think it got managed well. Uh, I'm, I'm sure schools now acknowledge it a lot better, um, but I think it was. It, I don't think they fully knew how to deal with it. There was me and another lad, and we were the dyslexic kids. We were the ones that had a teacher sat with us next to us up through all school. But it didn't let it bother me though. I never let it bother me. Do you know what I mean? I just just got on with it. It's hard, isn't it? Because it's like, there must be loads of kids out there with dyslexia not knowing or admitting that they can't learn and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think the pressure that they must have now with the exams and yeah. fitting in, do you know what I mean? Especially now where everything's such highlighted, do you know what I mean? That Yeah, it must be tough. I would not like to be growing up now, do you know yeah. what I mean? I would not like to grow up. Um, but it is, it's okay. It's okay if you've got dyslexia. It's okay if you can't read and write. 
because you, you, you honestly, you shine through and that's what Doug saw in me personal training. From what happened um, with my joinery, I was the first one there every day. I was an hour early for every class. I'd work out in because we did it at the gym, it's just closed down now, it's at the old JJB in Trafford. Um, I was the first one there. I'd train, I'd get a shower, I'd be sat ready before anyone racked up. He could see that in me. Do you know what I mean? I had these habits built yeah. into me. This There's hardly anybody like that now. <laughs> That's me. I massive, like, you turn up on time, you're late. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? 10 minutes for everything. 10 minutes early. So when you, so you, you've done your course now. Yeah. And you've finished. What was your, what was your intention then? What are you thinking? I'm going to go and be a personal trainer at a gym. Yeah. What, what sent me through that? So we got qualified, um, me and my mate Faddy, who's another one who's got a gym over in Sheffield, um, we moved to London. So we, um, we got qualified, I had a, a little, what car was it, it was a, an Audi A, it's one of the small A's, I can't remember what it was, a clapped out thing. Me and him um, packed up whatever we had, um, clothes, um, we got our bed sheets, we got all our bits and pieces and we literally set off and drove to London. Why? Because personal training wasn't a big thing in Manchester. There was one or two gyms that had personal training in. Yeah. And like I say, your total fitness is there'll be one trainer working there. It wasn't a big thing. But in London, there was the top gyms there. And there was, there was, I wanted to get established as a personal trainer. So, yeah, we moved to London. And we, I had this dream of being in the big smoke and um, becoming a successful personal trainer. So what did you do? You got there and then... We got there, uh, we didn't have a job. We literally, we, we racked up and we started staying in a bed sit in Brixton, Shretham Hill, um, very, very rough area. And we moved in with this lady um, and Faddy, who was a fanatic bodybuilder, shredded, absolutely shredded. He got me on the path of that as well. So we were eating chicken and broccoli and rice. We were living on that and nuts, cheap nuts from Tesco was like 30p bag of nuts. We were living on that six times a day. We, we bought ourselves two George Formby grills, that's what they call. And one day we came in and we started cooking our chicken, cooking our rice, and the woman come back and she went ballistic because of the smell. She kicked off and we were like, she threw us out the first, she threw us out. And we're like, oh, we'll go, we'll, we'll go tomorrow. It was quite late. It was like seven o'clock and we're like, oh, we'll go. And we're making all this, this, this chicken. Do you know what I mean? She come in, the smell, and she kicked off. And she's like, no, you go now, you leave now. I was like, we'll go tomorrow. So we went back to our room, shut the door locked in these little tiny bedsits. Next minute, boom, 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 our two, our two sons, Brixton lads kicked us out so we had nowhere to go we went and slept in the car um we had a couple of um interviews lined up we slept the night in the car in a car park um thinking shit what are we gonna do um the next day we managed to get into a hotel which was the worst hotel in london it must have been it was about 25 quid a night it stunk i think it was where brass used you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was horrible so we went in and we went to an interview that we saw on one of the websites, um, which was at the flagship David Lloyd um, in Kings, um, in um, South Kensington, top, top gym. Jensen Button goes there when he's, when he's back from racing because his parents live around that mint gym, top, top gym. They probably had 20 personal trainers there working. So we went in, there must have been 30 people in the room, and I just got the room laughing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I, the first thing, I'm Nick, I stayed in the worst hotel in my life last night. And they just they got laughing, so I got through to the next stage. Unfortunately, my mate Faddy didn't get the job. There was me and another guy who got the job out of 30 people. Um, and that was me, flagship David Lloyd, became the number one personal trainer in there. Um, mates Made some amazing mates, still mates to, to this day, had the best time of my life. Um, did four years there, absolutely loved it. Training top, top clients. I was getting paid. Um, the guy who was this branding agency who were the guys behind the Meerkat advert, um, he used to pay me 50 quid an hour to go and run around Hyde Park with him and then 50 quid an hour to do an hour of weights. I was living, loving it, do you know what I mean? I was living, loving my, loving my life. So I did four years of that. Absolutely, learned my craft though, I wasn't like, the, what I see now, I would every week I'd be out learning something new. So I'd be at London Kettlebells learning a kettlebell course. Next week, London CrossFit learning how to do 
Olympic lifts. It was constant. That, that was me learning, do you know what I mean? Four years of, of graft every week. It's like, I'm on this next course, polygon course, on the next course, do you know what I mean? Learning my craft, and I don't think enough of that happens nowadays. I think people just get qualified. I think, right, I can charge 50 quid an hour. Yeah. I'm only going to train fit birds. Yeah. I'm going to mince around the gym. Yeah. going to inject myself with a load of shit. Do you know what I mean? And that's it. It doesn't happen like that. It doesn't. There's more to it. Do you know what I mean? What happened after the four years then? When you got to the end of the four years, what, what was that? I was loving life. I was thriving. Um, I, was, I was absolutely flying. As a, I was living with um, a, a boxer, a girl boxer, lovely, lovely girl. And we had a great, great, it wasn't, it wasn't, she, I wasn't dating her. We were just sharing yeah, yeah, yeah. a house um, in Earl's Court, loving life, out every weekend, enjoying things, single. Do you know what I mean? Doing what single lads do when the personal trainers in in London. And then I got a phone call on um, one Sunday afternoon. It was my brother, who'd be back from the RAF. He'd um, been out walking with my mum and my dad. And he was on the phone saying, your dad's dead. And sent shivers down my spine now. Do you know what I mean? Thinking about that, I remember exactly where I was. I was, at, um, I was in my bedroom listening to the Foo Fighters. And he said that, and I just, like, my, my parents were everything to me, do you know what I mean? And to, just to know he was a fit, healthy, 50-year-old doctor. Played 50. golf. 50. Played golf every every weekend. Had a little bit of red wine. But yeah, yeah lived, looked after himself. Stressed. Very stressed with work, though. Yeah. Very, very stressed with work. Um, got that phone call. 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Rang my mate in hysterics. Went to the local pub, got absolutely shit-faced. Got absolutely levered out of my brains. And my mate came to drive up from Manchester um, to pick me up. I carried on drinking all the way home from there, just stopping off at the shop, uh, stopping off a service just station. Just numb the... Just numbing myself, yeah. got home, downed a load of night nurse. Um, woke up the next day, my mum was just crying in, in the bedroom, do you know what I mean? They would, my mum and dad, my mum and stepdad, who I class as my real dad, they, I never ever heard them argue once. My mum would never be away from my dad at all, which is probably not a healthy thing. She'd never go off yeah. with her mates on holiday. It was always, they were just like, just one. Um, so my mum was in a bad place. Um, and then, yeah, I just end up getting absolutely levered. Every, like, as soon as the pub opened, I'd be in the pub drinking, sniffing coke. Um, I got to the point where I had to ring one night. I, I, I think it was the night after I'd come back. I'd been to the pub all day, not eating. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night with the worst cramps in my stomach. I felt like someone just stabbed me in the stomach. Um, I had to ring an ambulance, go to the hospital. Um, I didn't have my stomach pumped, but... I was I was in a bad bad way, and um, the doctor and what said, was that? What was it? What was that? Booze, too much booze, uh, not eating, stress. Um, yeah, I remember, I, I remember. I think it was just my body, my, my stomach was just overloaded with all the toxins. Um, but I remember speaking, and I was in good shape then. But I was on steroids. I was, um, and I remember speaking to the doctor, and he, he had a stiff word with me about uh, steroids and about abusing your body. Um, and I remember sitting outside after going through this, they sorted me out, I think they put me on a bit of a drip or stuff. It's a bit of a blur to be honest. Um, I remember sitting waiting for a taxi to go back home um, outside, I was just like, I've got to sort my head out. My dad wouldn't want this, I can't sort my head out. I've got to get myself back on track, back doing what I love, which is fitness, sorting my head out. Um, yeah, I carried on drinking, but not to that extent. Do you know what I mean? I carried on. It's, like I said, everything I do is extreme. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If I'm going, when I was went from a clubbing days, gay crashes, cream, yeah, yeah, all that, I had to be the idiot that was have the most pills. Yeah, yeah. I had to oh, be the one. Oh, there's Nick the who's having. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, just just the old Nick's had that amount this week. Or if I'm at the pub with the mates, post what happened, I'd be on my second pint while everyone's on the first swig. Do you know what I mean? Just extreme. Just that. That's me, and I don't think I'll ever change that. So what did you do to get yourself out of that sort of headspace that you were in? What was the, obviously you told yourself, I've had a quiet word with yourself in your head life, but how did you get out of that habit? Routine, get up, get to the gym, um, have purpose in my life, start, 
Are you thinking of moving back down to London? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm telling my mates in London. I'll be back I'll in be a couple back. of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Telling my, my old, um, like I say, I was a top trainer there. Give all my clients, look after my clients, top, top clients, you know what I mean? Very, very wealthy, multi-millionaires. Yeah. I'll be back, don't worry, I'll be back. Like, these clients were sending me stuff up from, from London, like, baskets of food from Hamlet, uh, from, from Harrods, you know what I mean? Well thought of. I said, I'll be back, I'll be back, I'll be back, don't worry. Um, so I, in my head, I'll be like, I'll stay here, because Christian was in the RAF, my brother. So he had to go back to base. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'll look after my mum for a bit, yeah. and then I'm gonna, I'm going back, mum. Do you know what I mean? And then I was training at Total Fitness, um, and I was on the stairmaster doing what I do best, just sweating it out. And um, I saw a girl that I knew from school, Louise, and I've been asking her out a bit. Do you know what I mean? I obviously, fancied, but you, when you, she was having it. <laughs> she wasn't having it at all. Yeah, I was like, when I come back from London, like, me and slick back, when yeah, I'm back yeah, from yeah. London, I'll take you out on a date. She's like, nah, I'm busy. Uh, she knocked me back about four times. <laughs> I was like, right. But then I saw her and she just got back from London. I got off the Stairmaster and she was on this pedal bike, just as I racked up, like keeping two bikes away from it. I just got chatting, pulled my headphones off, got chatting, how's it going, eh? Do you know what I mean? And then, I don't know, I think I just made a laugh. And I think I just got, we just had a bit of a connection. And I think that next day I, I texted her on Facebook and she said, you can let me take you out for a drink. And that was it then. It moved very fast with me and Louise. We met in the gym. Within a couple of weeks, I'd moved into her house. <laughs> Within a couple of weeks, I proposed to her. <laughs> we, were on, we, were, we went on holiday. I proposed to her in Vegas. Then we come back, we got married. Then we went to Thailand traveling for three and a half weeks. Then we had, then got pregnant. And then we had, a, it was like bam, 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 bam. Do you know what I mean? It just, when you, I think when you know, you know, and we, I don't know, it's probably that addiction again. It's like, oh, I settled down. So I never, I, I decided I, I wasn't going back to London. I was staying with this girl and I was seeing a few girls on the side, just, just mates. Do you know what I mean? I got rid of all them and just focused on Louise. And that was it. The rest is history with me and Louise. Do you know what I mean? We, um, yeah, we just got on like a house on fire. She's very, very driven, Louise. She cut, her parents are, um, they've had a, um, a DIY business for 40 years. Wow. She worked there, a young, so from school she went straight into. She knows into, what graft is. She knows yeah, what graft yeah, is. Yeah. She knows how to deal with uh, builders. Do you know what I mean? She's, 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 she's the other bit, because I'm soft me. I it was good cop, bad cop. She got called by one of our old trainers. She was the money grabbing bitch when we had to ask her to leave nicely. She was no one likes you. She she gets a hard time, Louise, because she is the organised one. Yeah. I'm the the one that's got the visions and the, the yeah, one that's yeah. all over the place. But Louise is the one that's like, um, no, yeah, <laughs> we need to think it. about it's the bills. Totally yeah, we need to stop, stop spending, stop doing this, and that's yeah. it. It's just we just fit into place, me and Louise. So what was the point that you both decided to set up your own gym? Same again. Um, my, 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 what, I, what I did a lot of was boxing. Did a, a couple of white collar fights. I love training people for boxing. I yeah. uh, got very into boxing. Uh, trained over at Bobby Rimmers, over in Staley Bridge. Um, really love that. Um, so I started training people out of Louise's garage. Um, boxing, which is a, a little little house, a little two up two down in in Radcliffe, um, and they've got like alleyways at the back. So there's me getting five or six lads in the in the in the garage. We kitted it out. I called it the wild card. So I had everything. I had four or five bags in there. I had it all kitted out like a little gym. Also show you some pictures. Um, but then I, I trained people for white collar fights, but I had no gym to train. So I get them sparring outside in the alleys. So people were like walking the dogs, walking around and seeing two lads proper going for it and the thing thinking it's a massive fight going on. Like, shit, I need to get my own little gym here. Do you know what I mean? So that happened. I ended up annoying a few of the neighbours, you know, from the noise yeah, and the music yeah. pumping and it's not the quietest workout, yeah, is it, yeah. boxing? Um, so we, we probably did about six months in the garage. And same again, I made that garage absolutely mint. I made it like there was nothing that I didn't think of in there. I had elastic bands off the wall to, to make cable crossovers. I had a, a step machine that I cobbled together. I had a badge. I, I went whole hog. I'm very proud of what I do. Do you know what I mean? So I probably did six months of that. And then um, one, of, one of the lads I knew from school said, I've got a bit of a unit down uh, in Radcliffe. Um, it's just a, room, just a big room. Come down, have a look. So I went down. It was an absolute shithole. 
looked in and I saw the potential straight away. I thought, this is the one. What was Lou doing at the time, job -wise? Working for uh, Rely On Us, which is the DIY shop. Right, okay, still working there, right, okay. Yeah, five days, six days a week. Yeah. Yeah, working there. So she was doing that. Um, and then, yeah, I found this gym. Found Not even a gym, it was an old, uh, an old factory. Um, went in, saw the potential, and that was it. Whole hog, straight on it. Building the gym from bits of crap that I could find. Started off, we, we got, I borrowed seven grand from Louise's dad, that was it. Didn't have any investments, and literally, me and Louise, we used to drive around the country, London, buying bits of kit, buying bits of stuff, boxing bags, anything we could have. We proper, like, you know, I'm mean, so proud of it. Built it up organically from day one. Didn't have any clients. Just literally, word of mouth, come down, I'll train you, I'll train you. It just built up to something that's special. That's amazing, that, mate. That's, like, that's a proper brand, that. Yeah, definitely. So, how long did you have that for? Eight years. But I built it up. You had it for eight years. Yeah. Financially viable, everything going really well. Really well, really well. Loved it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely loved it. Up to about last Christmas. Last Christmas, I just thought... I've started to have enough of this. I've done my, I've done my time. I've done my, I've been a personal trainer for God knows how long. Um, I've loved what I've done. I've built it up. Um, we, we built up the hub, built it up, started building more rooms, putting more rooms in, buying more bits of kit, building it up to a, a proper business. Um, set up, love, love cycle. I had this vision of, of doing cycling, dark music, uh, DJs, flashing lights, smoke, a ex clubber again. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, I wanted yeah. that. Yeah, I that wanted fit. that experience, yeah. obviously in a healthy way. I wanted that whole, when the beat drops, you know what I mean? Everyone's riding yeah. together. So I had this vision for, for love cycle. So I set that up in the back. How many bikes did you have? 30. Right. Wow. 30 bikes. And we were packed, absolutely packed out. Uh, all my rides were pretty much full. Um, had some great instructors working for me. Um, built it up, people loved it. Um, so yeah, I, but I just feel like. So what if you're doing that, and then at Christmas you're thinking, I want, I wanted more. I wanted what, more. What's more for you, Nick? I wanted. We were still down a mill in Radcliffe. I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to, the big smoke. I wanted, like, I come from London, doing, working with, working in a top, top gym. Built this up for me in Radcliffe. Really successful. Built up a good name. And I feel like I wanted to be in Manchester. I feel like I wanted to be more in the city. Um, but what is it that you can do in the city that you can't do in Radcliffe? I just, I, 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 I feel like I wanted to get the Love Cycle brand um, more in the public eye. And I feel like my, 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 my biggest problem, I feel like, was when I was inviting people down. I had a girl coming over to us from America to the States. She was on holiday. She typed in spinning side. She'd been to Soul Tide. She typed in um, spin classes in Manchester. And she found us and she had to get the train into Manchester. Then she had to get the tram to, to Radcliffe. Then a taxi to Radcliffe. I just feel like I wasn't... I wanted to get more uh, in the city centre so it was easier for people to get to. We were like, at night time, there's no lights where we were. We were literally down a dirty old mill, uh, down a dirty old road yeah, in the yeah, middle yeah, yeah. of it. We had zero passing traffic at all. And I feel like that was my biggest, even though we built it up to something special, he still had to find us. And that was the thing. It wasn't like, there was no passing traffic. It was, it, yeah. I, I, but, it's weird, isn't it? Because when you say that, and then you tell me that you got thirty bikes in the books every what's it? Yeah, and no one can find you. Yeah, that's it. Because we were vocal with it. We were constantly. I know what I mean. That's what I'm saying to you. It's just like the person that you are, no matter your city centre or Radcliffe, people are always going to find you for the yeah. person that you are. Yeah. Because you're bringing them much more than fitness. Yeah. Aren't you? Yeah. So let's 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 move on to. So you got this. Think of Christmas. Look. I need something more. Yeah. And then obviously COVID hits. What are you both thinking in that COVID time? So we, we had recently um, stopped drinking um, last September. So we're, back to the alcohol thing, we, me and Louise liked a good drink, um, but we never, we never could get 
fully the full potential out of me and Louise because every Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we'd get shit faced, and then Monday comes, I'm like, oh, I feel a bit sluggish. Um, so any big issues we'd had in the past, trainers come in, selling, taking a load of clients, setting up literally round the corner, we'd turn to alcohol. So we're never like focusing on issues. It was always like, let's just drown it out with booze. Are you both at that time doing any like meditation or anything like that? I, from that time, because this is like a short period, from you doing that time to the person that, the person that I know, Yeah. How different is that from you, from that to that now? I'd always listen to relaxation stuff yeah. from me struggling with sleeping at night. So my dad, my real dad, um, well, my, my dad told me to listen to meditation music at night to help you drift off. For me, I think one of the big problems with me with alcohol was I used to drink to sleep. Right, so you're using that as your advice. So if I couldn't sleep, this is how crazy, this is how fucked up my head was. If it was like a school as well, this, if it was a Sunday night and I, I struggled to get off, it was getting to one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, I'd go downstairs, pour a pint of white wine from my mum's wine glass and neck it, fall asleep, wake up, hungover, going to school. Do you know what I mean? So I needed to crack that habit of trying to relax, trying yeah. to get into a sleep pattern. Yeah. Um, I panic when I can't sleep. My head ticks, yeah, I hear the birds, I hear everything, I hate that. Yeah. I, I, I think that's psychological back to... Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Because I think you're sort of like, your best trait is also your worst trait, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. like you're a real deep, big thinker, you. Yeah. And if you're not looking after that, and you're not knowing that you like that, try to get to sleep, and you, you'll do anything to get to sleep, won't you? Anything, anything. And I, yeah, and I had to stop that because that is obviously not a healthy thing to do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I didn't want to go down the sleeping tablets because yeah. I know that's a rocky road as well. Yeah. I'd do everything I could to try and get a good night's sleep. Mm. Um, and I, I, we'll get onto this, but that's why I get up so early in the morning so I can get an amazing night's sleep because it gets to nine o'clock, I'm absolutely knackered, I'm, I'm yeah. dead. Um, but yeah, so so... We had stopped drinking because we'd, back to that, we'd, we'd had a massive night out, me and Louise, with a couple of neighbours, got absolutely levered. Woke up the next day, got two young boys, got a dog. Um, I couldn't be asked with them. I was like, please just go away, kids. Yeah, yeah. Just go away. I'm, I'm, I've got an hangover. Just go away. I want to sit on the couch. Same again. I thought, what the fuck are you doing, Nick? You've got two amazing boys there. That My boys, my dad fucked off when I was three. These boys are everything to me. Do you know what I mean? This is all I care about in my, in my life is my two boys. Do you know what I mean? And I was telling them to just go over there, go and play. Do you know what I mean? On a Sunday. So I thought, this is not healthy. I'm just going to stop drinking. I'm just going to knock it on the head. So you had another quiet word with yourself. I had another quiet word with myself. Yeah. And I said to myself, and I, before that, I thought to myself, Nick is just going to be the one that always drinks. He's the beer monster. He's always yeah. going to be a drinker. I had to sort of accept that. I had to accept that I'm always going to drink. Do you know what I mean? I just I started to live with it. And then after that morning, I thought to myself, and I woke up that day, I said, come on, like I pushed them off. I said, right, we'll go to the park. And I got to the park with them and I had a bit of the shakes and I was like, I need to have a drink to calm down. Sunday, Sunday afternoon, thinking it's 11 o'clock, I'll have a quick drink, I'll have a beer, that'll sort my head out. And I just thought to myself, this is no good. And I'm only talking just over a year ago. Yeah. This. Do you know what I mean? I'm only talking just over a year. And... I thought, I need to knock it on the head. So I started looking for books. And the first one I read was Alcohol Lied to Me. I don't know who it's by. Listen to that. And that was it. I took it day by day. Yeah. Took it day by day, week by week. Done another day, done another week, done another month, done a year. Do you know what I mean? And so, so with the COVID, I'm on fire now. I, my head's ticking thinking, I'm, I'm, on, I'm firing on all four cylinders. So COVID kicks. Everyone's panicking, thinking, shit. I'm thinking, how can I flip this business? and get over these tough times and make the best experience over the internet. And that's like going back to the gym. We had we were the first gym to put all the lighting in, the disco lights. I've seen it in London from your KO boxes. I've been there, dim lighting to your like nightclub. We were the first to do that. We were one of the first to put prowlers in, in a gym. My mate over in Stockport, he was the first one to get AstroTurf down. He'd seen it over in the States. So like I say, now every other gym's got nightclub feel, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. We were doing it four years ago, do you know what I mean? So I thought, right, how am I going to make this online? So I'm seeing everyone working out in the, in the, in the 
houses, which is great. I, I need to, I need something more. I need the music. I need the banging techno. I need the lights. I need the visual. The visual. How do I start learning about this? Uh, do you know what I mean? Googling best cameras, best lighting, best this. Do you know what I mean? How to make your production even better. How to get the maximum out of Zoom. It's just the way I think. So as soon as COVID hits, I'm like, guys, don't you worry. I've got this sorted. Do you know what I mean? That day when this Boris comes on, March, all gyms must shut. I got straight onto a live. We've been camping with the, Louise uh, and the kids. I got straight on. I said, don't you worry, guys. I've got your back. I've co completely got your back. I know what we'll do. I'm going to give out my kit. I'm going to... I'm going to put packs together, uh, dumbbell packs. Come to the gym. I'll open up the shutters. Get what you need. I'll make a note of it. Do you know what I mean? I will have to charge it because we are. We do need some money coming through. Do you know what I mean? It's a business. Yeah. We do need to keep the money flowing. But I don't worry. I'm going to put the most amazing classes on for you. I'm going to sort that out. That didn't sit well with some people because they thought they were just. Yeah, 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 I've ruffled some feathers, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's People thought, well, I can't believe we've been members for four years or two years, and now he's going to charge me for a bit of kit. Do you know what I mean? But that's Louise's side of things, thinking we need to make a bit of money yeah, while we're well, going through these times. She's done right, isn't she? She has done right, and that's that's the thing. Yeah. Like, I would have just said, take it all, yeah, and I would have yeah, sat yeah. back and go, fuck, yeah, I've got no money. Yeah, I, can't, I can't push my business forward, yeah, but yeah. she's like, no, let's, like, let's put a packs together. You can come, you can, you can have the kit. I was driving around Presswich Whitefield, dropping stuff off. Do you know what I mean? Saying, right, well, don't worry, we'll sort out your training. So that was it. COVID hits and clear head, straight on it. Let's get to work now. Let's not fight or flight in this, this tough times. Let's think, what's the best we can do? It's digital for us. Do you know what I mean? I've done the gym. I'd, all, I'd got the maximum out of it, what I wanted. I, I, I love my time. I had some amazing people working out there. I was already looking for something else. I was already looking for something else. In it. For me, it was to, to help more people that are stuck at home to get them through these tough times. We're in lockdown for such a long time. Most people's heads fell off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Most people just piled on the weight and just thought, I, I thought, I'm not going to let this happen to me. And the ones that stuck with me, they've got the best results they've ever had with me. Do you know what I mean? The ones that have stuck with me, yeah. have, like, like I say, because we made this full experience, which has become Love Fitness Studios. Now, now we're in media, just on the outskirts of Media City, in an amazing studio living my dream now because I've got a purpose to wake up every day do you know what I mean and, and get my camera out and talk a load of crap <laughs> so when you sort of like met me were, before were you doing videos before you met me to camera yeah but not not religiously so I do it now and again yeah I do it now and again it was just more to keep my my members yeah checking in with them so you set up Love Fitness Studios in Ankles isn't it Yes. We started Hub, then obviously we rebranded to Love Fitness Studios. And then what happened recently with that unit? So we started off in the garden. Started off in the garden where I put a camera on and I couldn't get a signal. So, oh, so you started off in the garden? Started off in my garden with dog shit everywhere and right. running around and annoying the neighbours because I've got fucking techno banging out. Again, back and annoying the neighbours. Um, started off in the garden, the kids would run down, it was an absolute carnage. Internet would drop, I'd be, I'd be back in a minute. Thought, right, get a lead from my house, plug it straight in, let's try this. And then I thought, no, right, change it, toy room. Rip out the toy room, put a backdrop, I got some pond, pond sheeting, put that down, stuck the hub logo in there, put some lighting in, got the tunes on, I thought, right, this will do. Then I thought, we need more. I want to I get my, I can't ask my client, I wanted to keep my trainers going throughout lockdown as well. All the other gyms said, sorry, mate, yeah, yeah. We, we've got our own shit to bother. I'm like, my trainers, I was like, Kirsty, Paulina, uh, they were the main ones. I was like, don't worry, I'm going to keep you going. But I couldn't have them keep coming to my house. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to sort the kids out and they're doing a teaching class. So I thought, I need a place. And I also want to try and reach out to more trainers. We don't know how long we're going to be in lockdown. There's going to be loads of trainers that are out of work. Get into town. Find somewhere central. Say to people, I've built a bit of a recording studio come down i want you to teach it's all covid safe do you know what i mean you, you and the camera that's it so that was the vision with it that was the vision so we found this little unit that we'd already been looking at units because we obviously we wanted love cycle to go into town my plan was before christmas was to keep the hub going set up love cycle and maybe sell the hub do you know what i mean yeah. or or if i could balance both but that's 
that wasn't going to ever going to happen because I was doing too much on yeah, the whole. Yeah, yeah. I was doing kids boxing, one to ones, my 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 training classes, trying to be a manager, trying to run two businesses. I was fucking everywhere. So yeah, we found we found uh, this unit. We got set up. I got a beautiful set made, custom made to the room, all cut out. It's exactly how it was. It cost me a bloody fortune. GoPros built into the set. Both speakers built into the ceiling. We weren't full hog on this because this is going to be my new business. You know what I mean? Like I said, back to the garage. Yeah, yeah. Everything I do is to the point. I don't look, I want everything to be perfect. So we set up, we get going and then uh, we're probably in it for two months. We're just starting to take a bit of momentum. You'd sorted out our branding. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, You'd sorted yeah. all that. We were starting, to, we're starting to get some new trainers on board. Um, and then we got a, we got a little group because there's a few different businesses in in this this unit. We've got a group and someone text saying, "Does anyone know why there's a security guard sat in our reception? Never been security there before." I'm like, "No, no, that's it." So I, I went in that next day and I thought that's the same guy who was stood outside Boohoo um, a couple of weeks ago. Do you know what I mean? So part of their security stuff. So I thought that's a bit fishy. So anyway, they wouldn't tell us. They say, "Oh yeah, we've just been sent here um, by the landlord." So we're on the phone to the landlord. And I'd spoke to the previous um, landlord. He's letting you in. Letting us in. Knew we'd spent a fortune. Yeah. So this company knew that we'd spent an absolute fortune on a custom-made set. And then I'm like, are you kicking? Like, why is the security guard here? Is there something happening? No, no, no. We've just moved in. We've got a two-year lease on this place. Yeah, yeah, you're safe. You're safe. Don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Okay, that's cool. Do you know what I mean? Security guards. And then... They don't tell you anything. They didn't tell us anything. We had to find out by ourselves through a, a, a Manchester Evening um, Manchester Evening News article about Boohoo or the the Kamari brothers buying so much property like that. It's that important to two and one together. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, it, we were in there. Security guards are in there. We're thinking shit. They're not telling us anything. We got a letter. About a couple of days later, you got twenty eight days to get out your building. It's been bought out by a big firm. Um, I'm thinking, shit, like most places you need to put down yeah. rent, but you need 28 days just for them to go through all the legal side of things. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? To do the background checks on you. We were thinking, shit, like what are we going to do? We just built it up. We th just are you thinking of fighting or are you thinking of going, look, I'm not going down that route. I'm going to... My mindset um, is everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Louise is thinking, let's fight this. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm thinking something bigger is going to come yeah. out of this. You're not going to win that battle. Oh, are you? no chance. They could eat us alive. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. They security guards were in there to make sure that we didn't make any damage when the shit hits the fan and they find out you've got 28 days to get out. The security guards were lovely. I used to have a right laugh with them. Do you know what I mean? Because, yeah, there was sound. Um, but yeah, that, that so I didn't think. I, I just thought straight away. Like on all the other lot, there was like um, there was a music artist down at the bottom. He was kicking off. Um, there was a dance studio there. They they were a bit a bit annoyed about it all. Um, but I just thought something good will come out of this. But then me, there's me and Louise driving around Manchester again, looking for a property, looking, thinking, like speaking to people they're saying right well we need to do a background check on you we need to do your finances and we think it's going to take months we're going to have a, a downtime where we can do a load of filming and maybe get over a month yeah we're never going to get over six months yeah. or we're never going to get over two months even do you know what i mean we need to find somewhere and take this amazing set that we just had custom built and take it all out which is going to be a nightmare and reset it up somewhere else so yeah it was a bit of a stressful time for us that so what happened I found you not, not told me about this. I just sent it up on your Instagram. I was like, Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So carried on looking. And then we were looking like silly places. I thought, I need to still be in town because we've got some good instructors coming on board. I, I, like you told me to do, academy, love academy. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you mentioned that, great idea. I started doing an academy. Tuesdays and Thursdays is inviting instructors, mainly from dance background because all entertainers are out of work. Get them down. I'm going to teach you how to ride a bike. And then we're going to... And I've just brought one up. She did... Did you see a post yesterday? I'll send it to you. She, uh, Tori, she's called. She's just done a video. It's brilliant. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, I'll send it. Um, so get these down. Train them up. Love Cycle Academy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Choose it. Free training. I'll teach you how to do spinning. And yeah. then we'll, we'll hopefully give you a job at the end of it. Um, so we've we, we, we done that. Um, and we were just literally driving round, all around town thinking... 
looking at offices, oh, it's not going to work because of the noise. Looking at arches, they want three, four thousand pounds a month. Plus, they want two months of it. You can't afford that. We're going to have to go and borrow some money, go to the bank. Do you know what I mean? And, and I just thought, no. And then, similar to what this the story with, with how I found you, I was looking through and I saw this thing that was a recording studio renting out spaces in Salford. I thought, oh, that looks good, but it's going to be way out of our league. Looked. Spoke to Louise in the morning. I said, I'll ring her, ring this evening, have a look. Got on the phone. She was just like, just like one of us. How's it going, mate? Yeah, no problem. Come down, we'll have a look. Soon as in it now, she is, she will bend over backwards to help you. The thing is, this is our dream place. It's bigger than what we, what we wanted. It's a recording studio. Everyone in there is media. Um, they've got the internet speeds that nearly blew up my phone because I've never seen speeds like it. Wow. It's just all fell into it's place. Perfect, and now know. we're in a, the, even the floor is, is like, it looks like you're in a car park. Do you know what I mean? So it was just like, bang, this is our place. As soon as we got off the phone to her, like when I saw you, when I saw yours, you this knew. is the girl, yeah, this yeah. is the girl, this is the company. Do you know what I mean? This is the company that's going to help us take our business to the next level. So back to that, it happens for a reason. It definitely happens for a reason. Do you know what I mean? You can't work so hard at something, put so many good vibrations out there keep getting shit after shit because you just got to keep that positive mindset keep showing up keep getting up and keep pushing forward and it will be all right what's your what what's nick's purpose in life to get people not only fit into healthy routines to help the mindset to help the people that are scared of going to gyms to help the people that can't get to the gyms because they're kids, busy businessmen. My thing is is to show the power of a morning routine um, and getting people moving and getting that tribe together, sharing ideas food-wise, um, and just feel a little bit better. My whole thing is like, if I can make you feel a little bit better by Christmas, well, that's job done for yeah, me. Job done. Job done. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not a transformation to personal trainer. I'm not interested in that. I've come away from that now. I want to help people feel better, just a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better, and that's it. Do you know what I mean? That, that's my purpose, to help busy mums that are stressed out, that, that they've lost their identity, do you know what I mean? That are just stuck in the, kids are driving them crazy. I know how tough it is for Louise, but also blokes that are, might have put on a bit of timber, do you know what I mean? And, and out of the routine, is that much bullshit in the fitness industry? Like, what am I do? do you know what I mean? Where do I go to join a gym and stand on a treadmill? I'm gonna teach you how to lift weights from your house or from a gym. I'm gonna teach you how to squat properly. We might not have barbells and stuff like that, but we've got dumbbells. People are using all sorts of stuff, but I'll teach you how to squat. I'll teach you how to do push press. I'll teach you how to do press ups. Do that and do all the rest. The, the training's just a tiny bit, but get your steps in. Listen to podcasts, listen to powerful books. Circle yourself around decent people. Cut all the knobheads out of your life. Do you know what I mean? That's it for me. That's it. That's, that's what I want. Drink more water. Eat healthier. Do you know what I mean? Have that little blowout of the weekend. But yeah, I, f I feel like that's my mission now. And that's the whole thing we love for fitness studios. It's, it's so much more. I just want to make people feel a bit better. Do you know what I mean? That's good, that, man, isn't it? Just a bit better. Just a bit. It's achievable, isn't it? Of course it is. What's, what's the biggest thing that you've learned about yourself through this process? Now, I'm going to say this process, right? I'm going to say from having Hub Fitness, right, when you had this gym, to now becoming Love Fitness Studios. What's the biggest thing that you've learned? There's a lot of people out there that need help um, to get into a healthy routine. It's all right, like for me, and I love my clients. I, I, our Christmas dues were amazing. The one just before Christmas, it was amazing. 70 people rocking out, Chinese, karaoke, all that. I love that to bits. But they do it every day, and they do it twice a day. They're in that, do you know what I mean? There's so many people that are scared of going to a gym and just giving that little bit. My job, for Love Fitness Studios is to get people into gyms or get people working with trainers, but people that might be a little bit scared of, of doing that. So that's what I've learned. And that's that's my little golden nugget now is, is to speak to people and teach them the power of exercise 
and what that does and, and get them working out from home, get them to a gym. See you later. I'm going to go and join X, Y, brilliant. Because I've had so many clients do that. And most most instructors, and the old Nick would have thought, I've lost another fucking train, another client. But now it's, yeah. I've helped that client go and join a gym. She came to me. She was she had no no confidence. She didn't want to join a gym. She was scared. Do you know what I mean? She had no, oh, I'm going to be the, the one that doesn't know how to do the workouts. I've taught them how to do it. Now she's gone off and joined a gym. Brilliant. There's enough clients for everyone in this. Everyone's on these healthy kicks. So if I can get, the thing I've learned, I've, I, I want to get people to that stage. If they stay with us, brilliant. You'll get amazing results. But if you go to and say, I've learned what I need to learn now and I go off, I'm going to go and work with a trainer on a one-to-one -one basis or I'm going to go and do this group exercise. Brilliant. That's what I've learned. Do you know what I mean? There's so many people out there that yeah. need the help. Yeah. These, it's all good and well, the ripped people, Gymshark crew, do you know what I mean? Brilliant, fantastic, looks look amazing. But it's that many people that they want it but they don't know where to go to. Do you know what I mean? And that's the whole thing with Love Fitness. And we'll get together when it all passes and we'll do a boot camp. I'm going back to my roots, starting off doing boot camps. Do you know what I mean? We'll get together, we'll do events. Do you know what I mean? But I'll make sure that you've got them healthy habits and kids are still in bed, husband's at work. You're going to go downstairs while the kids are still asleep. You're going to work out, I'm going to work out tough. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm going to get results out of you. I'm going to make sure that you're getting your steps in. I'm going to make sure you're drinking your water because I know the power of it. I'm going to be checking on you as well. Do you know what I mean? If you slip, we, no one gets left behind on this. Do you know what I mean? We, we, I make sure I'm voicemailing everyone. How are you doing? How are you feeling? Do you know what I mean? Checking in on people. And that's how I've managed to build this. And a lot of my clients have come with me because they know what I'm all about. You're about other people. That's all. It makes me so happy to know that I help other people. Yeah. I would give my shirt to someone else if that's going to help them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, that's me, that, that's, that's it. I'm, I'm, I'm probably too much with it. I'm a proper giver. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm just a pure giver. And then when I have to take something for someone, they're like, oh, Nick's changed. Do you know what I mean? I had that problem with the gym. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I give people so much that when one time I have to say, I'm oh, sorry, I can't give you all that equipment, thousands of pounds of equipment, spin bikes, benches, weights. There's a van full, I can't give you all that for 200 quid. It's thousand pounds worth of equipment. Sorry, come and get all your stuff. Come and get all your stuff. Like, it's changed, it's, like, it's not, do you know what I mean? It's You've got to be all right though, haven't you? Yeah. It's like, how do you feel about, you know, obviously we talk a lot, how do you feel about people not liking you as a person? Um, obviously, you don't want to piss people off and I am a sensitive person do you know what I mean but I've learned to five four three two one and don't think about that again mm. if I've heard something negative about me and it's not going to push me forward I'll think about it and think is there anything positive I can take from that if there isn't five four three two one I'll change the state of mind and I will never think about that again and I've learned that over the years whereas the old Nick would have gone oh shit I've upset him and I would have gotten himself into a bit of a hole yeah. and the confidence do you know what I mean but I've learned 37 year old now to, to build that and be like five five four three two one forget it do you know what i mean i've got that many good people around me mm -hmm. now like yourself like coach jay all this network of people now yeah. that i buzz off and this is my tribe now do you know what i mean as well as my all my tribe that with the fitness all my mates now i only have decent people i speak to if i see some we we got we got slant not slandered we got some negative stuff when we we're in the very times and you start reading it oh look what these are like do you know what I mean we flipped our business in in COVID people are all do you know what I mean negative words that's their issue do you know what I mean yes you do read it it starts thinking oh my god oh my god that's, that's, that's hurt that but five four three two one see you later I've got too many people to help yeah. I can't I worry that. about them what is the obviously you, <laughs> before we met you were doing like videos every sort of now and then mm. what what how is it that you've gone from that into being able to do a video every single morning? What What's that shift in your mind that's gone from doing that into now being able to do a video every morning? From our Zoom call, when you said, just just get in front of the camera, I think that was the game changer for me. And knowing, because I looked into you and your brand and I thought to myself, I watched some of your podcasts that you've done mm -hmm. with Kari and stuff like that and I loved what you've done and for you, to, for you to tell me, give me that confidence to not worry about everyone else. Don't worry about if you're going to ruffle feathers. Don't worry if you're going to piss people off. Do you know what I mean? 
if you, as long as your energy, your intentions, your intentions energy, is yeah, there, yeah, yeah. run with it, yeah. and that's it. And sometimes I get my camera, and I'm like, oh, I can't do this today, and I'm like, no, and I just think to myself. I have got people that I need that it's part of the routine now. I do it Monday to I didn't used to do it Monday to Sunday, but I've had to do Sundays off now because I'm, I'm fucked. Yeah. But Monday to Saturday, this morning I didn't know what to talk about. Some days I do, some days I don't, and I just start raffling on. But I got a message from a guy in Thailand the other day saying that how much do you know what I mean? It helps him and he struggles, and I get messages all the time now, and it's just them little bits that I mean, yeah, I'm doing some good yeah. stuff. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not looking to, I'm just doing it to help a couple of people. And if it helps them, brilliant. If they can then give that a bit of a, because I know the power of a morning routine. Wake up, five, four, three, two, one, out of bed. Yeah. Pint of water. Yeah. Listen to your part, listen to something positive. Be grateful for me, for my children, my wife, my house, the warmth of a bed. Such small little things, looking up, seeing the stars, being alive. I lost my dad like that. You can't be so grateful for everything, being able to go and see your parents. You know what I mean? Look what we've just gone through. Yeah. Being able to run a business how I wanted to run it. Do you know what I mean? Not not being able to just answer to myself. I'm so grateful for all these little bits. So already before five o'clock in the morning, I've done all these things: meditation, ten minutes. I sometimes I do five minutes. Stick something on. Boom, boom, boom. Right, ready to rock. Do you know what I mean? What I'm grateful for: do my walk, give. Speak, speak to people, get to work, go live, help people, check people, make sure they're drinking the water. I've done all this before eight o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? And that, that's it, that's it. The, the, for me, I'm the morning, morning routine, do you know what I mean? And the rest should fall into place. Some days we have shit days. Yeah. I feel like, mate, I used to always feel anxious on a Tuesday. Don't know why. Always on a Tuesday. I always used to think it's Tuesday blues. Maybe when you've been out partying. Down Tuesdays. Yeah, it was in the early days. It was like you've been off. You had all weekend. Yeah. Monday you're still buzzing a little yeah. bit. Tuesday, yeah. You start feeling a bit depressed and like, and I still carried that up till I started helping more people. Still, sometimes I feel a bit. Why am I feeling a bit shit? Do you know what I mean? Why am I feeling a bit? Ugh. But it's gone pretty much do you know what I mean it's like it used to be every week and now it's like now and again I'm like alright oh, it's like a bit of a cloud it comes and it goes it'll fuck off by tomorrow morning do you know what I mean and that's it but I knew if I was still boozing it every weekend if I was still stressed out with the job if I wasn't helping people wasn't being true to myself yeah. that would be there and it would still be there and then you know, it was Tuesday night oh, the football's on let's get pissed Wednesday fucking feel shit again do you know what I mean so I'm on a good path now yeah, because I always tell people, it's like, for you, Nick, I know that fitness is your passion, mm. but then you've made it your purpose, and now you've made it your profession. Mm. And it's just, it's just life just kind of, is so much easier once you've got that. Mm. The per You find your purpose in life, your icky guy, your thing, what you're meant to be put on this planet to do. Mm. It's like you say, you just do a video in the morning, you just re reach that one person. It's just like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. special, that, isn't it? 100%. What have you got in your mind now for Love Fitness Studios? Where, where, where do you want to take it? So we are now running um, seven day, seven day um, challenges for busy mums. So I am trying to reach out to more and more busy mums that are stressed out, kids hanging off the feet. So I want to really build that side of things as well um, and help as many people as I can. Um, for the busy mums for the minute up to Christmas and then I might look at busy dads or do you know what I mean I want to I want to reach out to more and more people that way and show them the power of routine the power of workout so that's the vision on the online sort of stuff just keep building it mm -hmm. do you know what I mean I'm not looking to take over the world I don't want to be a peloton that's not us do you know what I mean we are like you said yeah, the yeah. rebels yeah, we yeah. do stuff we swear we yeah. play banging tracks do you know what I mean I, I'll speak to you real I don't want that thing I need to stay true to myself on that sort of things what I do absolutely love and me and Louise do it so so well is events so I love I'd love to like um, back in the day we used to do a lot of DJ rides and stuff like that we'd make the room into a nightclub and would invite sell tickets and get people down when this all passes I want to do more pop-ups I want Love Cycle to be the pop-up brand that, that, that just hires out a club all the clubs have like we've been speaking to Hidden in, in, in Manchester yeah. uh, all the clubs are really struggling now when it starts to Great lift idea, 
30 bikes, 40 bikes, 50 bikes, DJ. Such a good idea. Come in, do you know what I mean? Give everyone that nightclub buzz, yeah. but in a healthy way, all COVID safe, we'll wear our masks, do you know what I mean? Keep it, keep it that, but that, that whole experience of a night out on a bike, instead of pills, we get endorphins, do you know what I mean? And, and that, and then we'll all hopefully have a, a glass of whatever, I'll be on the water or whatever, but we always have, we used to always have Prosecco or beers yeah. after it and have that little bit of a social. That's where my passion is with, events and stuff like that so so the plan is for love fitness studios is is to do more pop-ups um we did the other the, last year we did a pop-up um, on the manchester marathon we, we teamed up with lululemon and we, we literally had uh, 20 bikes on the side tunes pumping and it was great do you know what i mean giving back all everyone that was running past was like uh, cheering us it's just brilliant so yeah more of that side of stuff and that's what now not having the physical gym and not running all the kids classes and all the right spinning every single plate i go in now i do my filming for the morning i'm done i can focus me and louise we're just about to launch the new website we can do our podcast we can we can build the business now and make it make this little this yeah. machine work for us whereas yeah. the old hub that I was a beat. It was the, controlling you. It was controlling me. Yeah. It was the, like just before Christmas, new lights, leaks. The beast got too much. It, we built it so big, too fast. We had such a big unit, 7,000 square foot. Do you know what I mean? Trying to spin everything, my head was falling off. And that's why I wanted to make the change. And with the new Love Fitness Studios, we, we, we film and that's, that, that, that recording's there. We've got 300 workouts now on demand. Anyone wants anything brilliant? I've got Olivia going in tonight and Nathan, my editor, filming more content for the on-demand. Do you know what I mean? So if you're wanting to get fit and thinking, right, I'm a member of a gym around the corner, right, I'll whip out my phone and there's some amazing programs in here to help you get awesome results. So it's like a PT in the pocket for us. So it, that's the plan on the, on the digital side as well. But yeah, the world's our oyster now. I feel like we can really push forward with the likes of having you guys on the team do you know what i mean i really want to i want to do more maybe events down the future where we could invite coach jay down we do yeah do you know what i mean we do a, a, a do an event mindset event fitness event perfect do you know what i mean yeah, where, where we get him over yeah, get, the, perfect. get the lunatic down we'll yeah, hire yeah, yeah. somewhere yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll make it a whole a, a weekender where yeah. people can come and we can teach them bits and so loads of ideas. I never stop, and that's that's the thing. Me and Louise it's never good, stop. Mate. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. The, yeah. the, the great ideas. I just I'm really excited for the brand just to watch it grow. You know, obviously yeah. this time you're just doing what you can, but once you start putting events on, that, yeah. that's where the the love brand's going to go right through the roof. Get, get but yeah, hundred percent. Like all DJs are out of work at the yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah, get yeah. one of the Manchester DJs down. Great idea, mate. Do you know what I mean? Hire out Hidden. Hire out one of these clubs. They're all want. I dropped a few messages. They're all begging to yeah. to do something. Do you know what I mean? And and like I say, get them down and get that nightclub feel. Get you guys down to yeah. film it. Yeah. Get the whole. I've got like in with the dancers now. Get the yeah. smoke on the go. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. As soon as we get the go ahead, we're on it. Right, well, what I'm going to do, mate, is I'll put all your links down in there so everybody can click on you. I'm going to put your personal one on there as well and everybody needs to go and follow you. Nick, thanks, mate. Thanks, Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>